Revenge of the Sixth. So, Ben, can you do a good Palpatine voice? Yeah, I don't know that I've ever tried. The, the only one I ever do is, Oh, I'm afraid this battle station will be fully operational when your friends arrive. <laughs> I nearly did that line. You took the words out of my out of my mouth because he's he's being facetious yeah he's just such a fun <laughs> villain because he's he's like trolling luke the whole time he's like come on hit me hit me <laughs> <laughs> oh old uncle palpy and he just keeps coming back because in star wars fall deaths do not kill you everyone who falls down a hole comes back in some capacity in star wars what about the uh the stormtroopers that fall in new hope they're probably all kinds of comics about those guys, and they all have robotic limbs and all kinds of stuff. Darth Maul falls down a hole. Darth Maul comes back. He got robot legs. Boba Fett, he falls down a hole in the sand. He's not dead. He's back in Mandalorian and better than ever. Emperor Palpatine falls down a hole in Return of the Jedi, and you better believe me, he's back in, in uh, Rise of Skywalker. What about Mr. Warthog guy that falls into the pit with the... Jabba's palace. What's that? What's that big creature? The Rancor. Name? The Rancor. I mean, we him. we see him be eaten. I guess if there's a if there if you fall down a pit and there's no body. Okay, that's that's fair enough. Mm-hmm. So, um, moral of the story is, folks, if you fall down a hole, make sure somebody sees you. Yep. <laughs> that's that's the best advice we can give you today. And that's the show, folks. Have a great night. For the Trailer Blazers, my name is... <laughs> uh, well, go ahead and say your name, Nick. Uh, well, it's Nick Kelly, I believe. Uh, you've been told? Yeah. And there are some who call me Ben? You're an enchanter. Uh, ben Moon. Yeah, I'm an enchanter here. Uh, we're not doing much enchanting here because this is the Dumb Dudes Podcast. Bringing you the hottest hits. You're tuned in for the Dumb Dudes on purpose, mind you. So anything that we do is your fault. I just want to begin, I just want to give a big thank you to all of the people listening to this podcast because you don't have to. Uh, nobody's paying you. And, uh, and yet you still find yourself here uh, against all odds. It's true. I like the people that listen to us. They message me. I message them. They're cool. You went into Faramir just a touch when you said that. I wonder what his name is and where he comes from. What lies or threats led him on this long march from home? And would he not rather have stayed there in peace? I like the people that listen to this podcast. <laughs> That's what you said. This podcast will said. make corpses of his own. <laughs> oh, folks. We're just so dumb, but you know, we've got some fun stuff. This is going to be a fun show, uh, because you know what's back, Nick? What's back? The the best game you created, IMDBS. Oh yeah, we got IMDBS for you. It's So far, it's my best game. I'm really good at naming podcast segments. Uh, that's one of my untapped skills in the world. So IMDBS was a fun one, and it's also the most fun game. So we will get to that, but first let's talk a little bit about what we done had watched this week. These eyes have seen some things. Looks like I have you outmatched again, so why don't you start off? So that, that sounds good. So I have gotten back into wrestling. Me and my buddy Zach, we, we are into wrestling. We watched wrestling as kids, like back in uh, middle school, high school. Uh, and so we're back into or watching AEW. And I tell you what, it's really fun. It's, it's fun to watch wrestling again. Sounds like a good time was had by all. It, 
It is. So, you know, we, I go over to his house and we drink beer now because we're old enough and, uh, and, it, and we have a good time. Um, and, and good thing, too, is uh, my kids are friends with his kids, which is it's I mean, genetically, that makes sense. We've been friends so long. So they their their um, genetic memory helps make them friends. It will also keep them afraid of reptiles. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. So I also let's actually talk about this because I know you watched this as well. Yes. We watched Without Remorse. Yeah. So this is the Tom Clancy movie on Amazon Prime with Michael B. Jordan and uh, Guy Pierce. And this movie is in the universe of Jack Ryan, the Amazon uh, Jack Ryan series with John Krasinski. His partner uh, is Karen Greer, who is the niece of Jack Ryan's partner, Greer, the other Greer, whose first name I can't recall at the second. But they're related. It's reportedly in the same universe. So they could create a sort of Amazon Clancyverse. There are references to other Tom Clancy things in this that I will not spoiler here. This was a good movie. This was a good movie. I was very nerdily excited about those references you're talking about. There's at least two more that we know of other than the, the Greer thing. Um, but this is, you know, if you go into this, this is like Mortal Kombat, Nick. If you go into this looking for an Oscar-worthy script or performances by people, you will not get it. Yes. Michael B. Jordan's great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. He's great. He's great in everything. But you go into this uh, for the Tom Clancy, and you stay for the Clancy verse. Yeah, this is an ops movie. It's not a an Oscar movie. That's exactly right. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I want more. I welcome it. Uh, I dug it. Yeah, uh, I will say, like quality wise, I I really like this. If this was a a theater movie and not an Amazon movie, I think I would have wanted a little more out of it. But because yeah. it was an Amazon movie. And I, I sort of view it as like an Amazon TV movie, uh, like on on the lines with the Jack Ryan series. In terms of that, it was good. I will say that this this movie looks good. It's got good special effects, good practical effects. There is a shot, Nick, in the beginning. You'll remember this, where they're flying away in a helicopter, and there is an explosion that happens on the ground, mm-hmm. and it looks real. I mean, I, I, it looked absolutely real. Yeah, I found myself wondering what if if anything was CG in there. If it, it was maybe the helicopter. Yeah, maybe so. So they 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 spent some money on this, I think. Don't you think? Yeah, it looks like it was pretty high budget for Amazon. It's probably the the highest production value I've seen on Amazon has been the Tom Clancy stuff so far. Yeah, I think so too. I will say the the captain lady um, with the short hair that's that he that's his friend or whatever she's a little wooden didn't you think yeah but so is greer in every other jack ryan movie so maybe it runs in the family oh okay well maybe that maybe that was intentional who knows Uh, okay so then i also watched the first two episodes of shadow and bone which you also did how many episodes did you watch i haven't started this yet oh i must have read that wrong okay so you haven't you haven't seen any of it nope First thing I want to say, there is a black Jimmy Fallon in this. He's 100% right. This guy looks just like Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> looks just like a young Jimmy Fallon. So he's in there. Um, I So I actually like this. I didn't expect to... I expected to turn this off about 30 minutes in. Yes, you, and you I was, made several claims to that effect uh, the two times we <laughs> talked about the trailer for this show. <laughs> yeah, so I, it actually grabbed me. Uh, I So I'm digging it. Um 
the the energy here is somewhat similar to Carnival Row, but I actually like it better. It's a li- it's not quite as dark as as Carnival Row, but don't get me wrong. There's there's some violence in this. Uh, there's some supernatural stuff, real dark, but it's fun. The the way that they do like the avatar powers because every people have like avatar powers. Let's be honest in this. Um, the way that they do this is not like corny or cheesy. It, it feels pretty practical, and it it didn't turn me off. Um, so there's that other movie. What's the with the girl that she's supposed to be? The next King Arthur, whatever that was. Oh, that Frank Miller one. Yeah, the garbage one that I quit. Like the the bad guy has like this flame power, and it just it, they just did it really corny. It just it's it wasn't good. Like the execution there wasn't good, and I didn't catch any of that with with uh, Shadow and Bone. So I'm I'm probably gonna finish this, man. I I've dug it. All right, I'm I'm pretty sold on Shadow and Bone. I've seen pretty much only good reviews of it so far. Uh, I haven't. I just. I've been in a movie mode for like a month, and I haven't wanted to watch a series. So I have all these series piling up, but I'll get to it eventually. Hey, when we get to the video games one quarter portion, don't let's talk about that uh, that Batman nineteen eighty nine demo thing that we saw. Okay, I'm gonna write it in here right now uh, because I will we'll forget. forget. The the reason I say that is because after watching Blade Runner twenty forty nine the other night, I've just I've been really hanker is I don't know hankering's not the word. I've been really like strongly desiring cyberpunk and noir stuff, and I'm realizing that like noir is kind of underdone uh, or good noir is it's, underdone. Yeah, it's hard to do without being corny. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's all I have watched. But uh, what did what did you check out this past week? So uh, I watched without remorse, obviously. Uh, the other thing that I watched that was new was I watched The Mitchells versus The Machines on Netflix. Her- heard it's great. It is great. It is the best animated movie I've seen since Into the Spider-Verse, which is not surprising because it is from the same people with the addition of several people who worked on Gravity Falls. Uh, it's very funny. All the characters are good. The animation's fantastic. It's like a bunch of different styles overlaid, and it switches oh, cool. between them. Uh, it was just good. It was it was good. It was a good movie. I highly recommend Mitchell's vs. Machines on Netflix. I watched Leatherheads because we were talking about it last week. <laughs> we did. So that's on Amazon Prime if anyone wants to watch Leatherheads. Uh, I, I've decided recently, like when I was younger, I didn't like George Clooney. And I just, I had a negative association with him. But now that I'm 33, I like George Clooney. Like I, he's got so many good movies. Oh, brother, where art thou? Uh, Up in the air. Michael Clayton. This movie. A lot of good George Clooney movies. I like him in Ocean's movies. Oh yeah, he's in all those. Uh, Gravity was good. Uh, that Netflix movie he did was good. He wasn't in Gravity very long. Dude, I'm gonna watch Ocean's Twelve tonight. That's my favorite Ocean's movie. I'm gonna watch Ocean's Twelve tonight. All right, you you're gonna. I'm gonna hold you to that. Okay. And then uh, the Mystery Science Theater 3000 Kickstarter ends on Friday, so I can't really advertise it because by the time this comes out, it'll be over. Spoiler alert, we hit all the stretch goals. And so I've been watching the live streams that they've been doing to raise money, and it's almost at the full goal, so we're, we're going to get our, our full uh, stretch goals hit, and we're going to get all of our 12 episodes because the way they had it structured was 
certain amounts of money, you'd get a certain amount of episodes, you know? Yeah. So uh, it started off at $2 million, you'd get three new episodes. At uh, $3.3 million, we'd get six new episodes. At $4.4, we'd get nine new episodes. And at five point five, which is the final one, we get 12 new episodes. And it's already at five million three hundred ten thousand two hundred twenty nine thousand, and there's there's twenty five hours left, but they've made almost a million dollars in one day, so we're gonna hit that goal. Wow! And then the only other thing I watched was the Bad Batch. Oh, oh, how was it? It was fantastic. Uh, it was everything I wanted to be. It's it was better than I thought it was gonna be, and it started to set up things that are carried throughout things like the mandalorian and stuff like that too. yeah i would love 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 to see some of that crossover into the live action stuff it is it's already setting stuff up like that especially with uh i don't want to say anything okay but, don't uh, say anything yeah i won't spoil it i will say it it's probably better to watch this having seen the clone wars because it is pretty much a sequel like the characters are are from clone wars and stuff uh, so if anyone's wondering about that, that's what I think. It was really good. Uh, so if you if you want to watch that, it's really good. Excellent. Uh, I'm actually going to hold off until I can go through the entire series with the boy. Yeah, and uh, when you do that, I'll send you the watch order because, and I'm assuming Disney Plus will not have fixed the order in which you are to watch the Clone Wars by then because it is not chronologically correct on Disney Plus. Oh, okay. And they won't okay. fix it. They won't fix it. That's weird. Um, okay, well, I'll I'll definitely hit you up for that. Uh, speaking of Disney Plus, that's a nice segue into this here new news. Dumb dudes news. It is, but uh, you've broke one of the cardinal rules, as we never use the word segue. Oh, is that is that a cardinal rule? It's in the first episode. <laughs> I re-listened to the first episode recently, <laughs> so I could I could name certain things, and I said I never want to mention the word segue. Oh wow! I just I did. I broke a first episode rule. Pack your things, uh, guys. It's been a fun ride. It's been fun, uh, but. Uh... It's time to say goodbye. I've been waiting 78 episodes to tell you to pack your things. <laughs> oh, I love I love the obscure kick- kicking out of, of uh, the person. All right. Anyway, so speaking of Disney Plus, they have moved Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter to the Marvel Legacy section of Disney Plus along with that's the the res- uh, the place where you have Fantastic Four, I'm assuming Fan Four Stick, the X Men movies, etc. So those shows are now not canon. I think Kevin Feige even said that those shows are not canon in the MCU. Agents of Shield has pretty clearly moved away from tr- trying to be canon a couple seasons ago, uh, so that doesn't surprise me at all. Agent Carter, there's nothing that happens in the MCU that contradicts anything in Agent Carter, so. Until I see a contradiction, that one's going to remain canon to me. Yeah. I, I was just thinking, I would hate to be a writer and then be working on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. after you know that it's not MCU canon. It's just like, uh, It sounds awful. There's constant rumors that they're going to reutilize some of the characters from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and other things. Like, I would love to see Fitzsimmons pop up in, in canon somewhere, because I love them. They were the best, to me, part of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We shall see. We shall see. Hey, who knows what's going to happen in that multiverse of madness? 
I know. We gotta wait a year. Ugh. Uh, something that we don't have to wait that long for is Loki, which got moved up to June 9th. It's gonna air on Wednesdays. Yeah, and I believe the main reason for this is that the way that it was currently structured with the amount of episodes in Loki, if it started on June 12th on Friday, it would end on the same Friday that Black Widow comes out. So Uh... moving it ahead to Wednesdays, they can give you the two days in between the finale of Loki and when Black Widow comes out, so it's not competing against itself. And then we also don't have any break at all in Marvel material. Well, that's pretty wicked smart. That's uh, That makes sense now that you put it that way. Because I was wondering if it was just random. But it's not. And then for the final piece of news, which is actually another piece of Disney news. Boy, this is a real fanboy news, sec- news section. It's a real fanboy news podcast. <laughs> it really is. So this is an alternate trailer for you folks. They uh, Disney released a video of its new lightsaber, which is going to be available next year. And this is the most realistic looking lightsaber you've ever seen. And how does uh, it work? Okay. So I have friends uh, who have read the patent. And so the, the best way that it can be explained is imagine either a tape measure or a slap bracelet, something like that. But imagine two of them kind of glued together in a uh, cylinder. Okay. And then there is LEDs, a strip LEDs embedded within that or, or some sort of LED, you know, thing. And so there's a motor in the hilt. And when you press the button, it the motor spins like a servo and it pushes that tape measure, that double tape measure out. And then it does the exact same thing that you press the other, you know, press the button again. It reverses the motor, the servo, and it goes back in. But how come it looks like it's seamless on the... On the video, because if you watch the video here, she extends and retracts it, and it seems like it's just seamless. It's very smooth. It's incredibly cool. They're going to make so much money with this. I so the Imagineering team came up with this idea. They, I, I did they get like a portion of each uh, of the sale of each of these things because they're going to make so much money. This is it's brilliant. Is it not brilliant? Oh, I'll do anything to have one of these. <laughs> Would you, would you, would you kill a man? What would you do? <laughs> do, you, do you know what I'm talking about on the Family Guy when they're like, "What yeah, would you do for a Klondike bar?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nick would literally kill a man for one of these new lightsabers. Him. Uh, they, I, I'm gonna get one. They're so cool. Yeah, I have a couple of Force Effects lightsabers in the corner over here. Uh, I have a red one and a green one. So, but it's in order to have one that functions. Yeah. No, I need that. Yeah. I've got a ultra sabers myself, but and it's like practical. You can fight with it, uh, but I will not be fighting with my new one. I'll tell you that no. I'll be babying it with gloves. I've fought, I've fought with mine. Yeah. All right, so that's all the new news, folks, and that brings us to our favorite new favorite game, IMDBS. I know why you're here, so don't BS a BSer. This is such a fun game. I'm actually excited to play it. <laughs> I I was I got uh, excited as I was making it. I was like, oh, I can't wait to play this. Yeah, this time I sort of picked. I just picked five of my favorite movies, like out of my top ten or whatever, uh, and tried to vary it a little with genres. So you haven't seen all of these movies, but I don't think that matters because 
the trivia isn't doesn't isn't like it's mostly off-screen stuff, so it's not stuff that you would know from watching the movie anyway. Well, honestly, these are so wild that I don't know that having seen the movie gives you any advantage at all. You know? Yeah, I don't think it does in terms of in terms of my things here, so I think that's fine. Yeah. So the so to remind you guys of how this game works, we go on IMDb and we read the trivia section in there, and we pick two of the trivia uh, that are true, and then we create one false trivia item. And then, so we'll read them to each other, and then the other person has to guess which of those three trivia uh, trivia things are the one that we made up, the false one. And there are no points. There's no winners. Uh, everybody well, wins. There was there was a winner. You won last time. <laughs> I didn't get a single one right last time, and I think you got two or three of mine right. Yeah. So Nick get, Nick doesn't get a trophy. Yeah, no trophy for me. I got a participation <laughs> trophy. All right, so we're going to alternate like we did last time. And so do you want to go first? I'll go first. Okay. okay. I'll start it off. All right, because I'm the loser, so I go first. Okay. <laughs> All right, my first movie is my favorite movie, Lost in Translation, starring Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson. Trivia A. Sofia Coppola wrote the lead role specifically for Bill Murray and later said that if Murray turned it down, she would not have done the movie. Trivia B. Sophia Coppola was so nervous to leave Murray a message on his calling service that she instead enlisted her close friend and frequent Murray collaborator Wes Anderson to intervene on her behalf. And trivia C. Filming had to be done in secrecy at certain locations because the production was unable to secure permission to shoot there. The crew faced threat of arrest while filming in the subways of Tokyo. I, don't, I think they were probably above board. So I think C is probably, uh, I th- well, I would say my, I was going to say that B was the lie, but now I'm thinking that C was the lie. I was thinking maybe Sophia wasn't too scared, but that could be true. But I, don't, I think they were probably above board. So I'm going to say that C is the lie. Wrong. So you bs a BSer. <laughs> they uh, shot they shot a lot of the movie guerrilla style because they didn't have the right to shoot at a lot of the places they shot at. Uh, my second one is is the, actually the opposite of true. She was so excited to to pitch this movie to Bill Murray that she left him a hundred messages, and she wasn't sure if he would show up. He agreed to do it, and then she wasn't sure if he would show up. But Wes Anderson said uh, if he said he'll do it, he'll do it. And then he showed up on set. And they weren't sure if he was going to show up until he did. But she was just going on the fact that Wes Anderson said he was a man of his word. Wow. So I should have gone with my gut uh, yep. on that one. My snap judgment. Okay. Well, that was good. Uh, all right. So the first one I have is for I Robot, starring Will Smith. And Alan Tudyk, uh, oddly enough. I did not murder him. <laughs> did not murder him. All right, so uh, trivia A. The corporation in the movie is called U.S. Robotics. A company under that same name exists in the real world, too. They're, they're called USR. And both got the name from Isaac Asimov's works and its fictional company, U.S. Robotics and Mechanical Men. That's what in the book is what it's called. Uh, trivia B. Will Smith hired Orange County Choppers of TLC's American Chopper the series, uh, which I think was like in 2003. Uh, to build an iRobot-themed chopper that was unveiled at the premiere of the movie. Trivia C. 
20th Century Fox had a stationary, working robotic version of Sonny before filming began, but it was deemed too limited for the character to connect with audiences. Those are all pretty good. My instinct is B. I don't believe in the robotic cycle. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know that. This is about, the movie came out about the right time for that show, though. So if you made it up, that was very tricky and good. But I'm gonna say B. I don't believe in the robotic cycle. Well, the robotic cycle was actually created by American oh, John. <laughs> <laughs> the my, the lie. My second guess then is C. Yes, that's the lie. Dang it. So. Yeah, BS, a BSer. So they did not make a working robotic version. They were all, it was all CGI. Okay. Yep. I should have known that because Alan Tudyk was in the green screen suit most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. My second one is my second favorite movie, Drive, uh, starring Ryan Gosling and Carey Mulligan. Trivia A. Although this is a quiet crime thriller, the trailers gave the impression that it was a car chase film like Fast and the Furious. One woman even sued for false advertising because she did not get that sort of film. Trivia B. Albert Brooks was in character when he met Nicholas Winding Refn, pinning him against a wall and speaking in a threatening manner. Brooks shaved his eyebrows for his role to make his character more emotionless. Trivia C. The mask that Ryan Gosling wears in the film is an SPFX mask of Bruce Willis, used by the actual stunt performers of the 2010 film Cop Out, shot in the same studio lot one year prior. Three sounds specific. Some of these are real specific, though. I was going to say three sounds specific enough that you might have made it up. You, you threw in these, like, facts to throw me off. That's my gut. Going with Trivia C is the fake one. You're right, the mask was not. I'm BS proof. It was an SPFX mask, but it was not made for Bruce Willis. It was supposed to look like, uh, I think it was supposed to look like Vin Diesel as a joke on Fast and the Furious, not Bruce Willis. Okay. Um, but yeah, so the other ones are true. Uh, some lady, can, can, can you imagine going to see Drive and then being mad that it wasn't like Fast and the Furious? It doesn't even work in my head. Like, Drive is a billion times better. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I mean, it, certainly I wouldn't sue. I mean, maybe I would ask for my money back, but I don't, I wouldn't even do that. But it, that's about as far as I would go. But to sue, get, like, get a life. Yeah. For fun fact, uh, when I saw Drive in 2011, I went out of the theater, I bought another ticket, and I watched the next showing. <laughs> that's something there, buddy. <laughs> Uh, only the, the closest I ever got to that was Lord of the Rings. I saw it like two or three nights in a row. Uh, Fellowship of the Ring. All right, so my second movie is Independence Day, one of my favorite movies of all time. All right, so the president's speech that we all know and love uh, was at, on August 6th. Uh, it was done on August 6th, 1995 in front of an old airplane hangar that once housed the Enola Gay, which dropped the atomic bomb on Hiroshima exactly 50 years earlier on August 6th, 1945. Uh, trivia B, Will Smith trained with actual fighter pilots for over a month before filming uh, before filming started to help him more realistic, pr realistically portray a fighter pilot both in and out of the planes. And Trivia C, over 70 mock news broadcasts were created for the film, and all of them used real live newscasters since the makers believed that the actors would not look convincing in such scenes. Hmm. 
I believe that Will Smith uh, trained with pilots. Like, that one I believe. So if that one's the lie, then I'm, I'll am i never get that one. Because that one just sounds true. Because I know that Brie Larson did that for Captain Marvel. Mm. And I didn't know that about Brie Larson. Yep. She was with them for, like, two months. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, she pretty much learned how to fly a fighter jet. <laughs> um, She's so cool, man. I think A is the fake one. Uh, well, I hate to tell you, the, the Will Smith training with fighter pilots is the fake one. <laughs> oh, for crying out loud. Dang it, Brie Larson. <laughs> so Brie Larson threw you off there, man. Yeah. So, yeah, BS, a BSer. Uh, isn't that crazy, though, that they filmed that speech there uh, 50 years to the day almost? Yeah, I thought that was... I was Because I was All like, right. the, didn't that movie come out in 97? I thought you maybe messed up your year there. No. 50 years to the day. Um, and, and that speech, I know that speech by heart. I've done it at Dragon Con. It's a great speech, man. I, I don't normally like speeches in, in movies, but boy, that was a good one. I took a video of you doing that. <laughs> Indeed you did. All right, my third movie is my third favorite movie, Master and Commander, The Far Side of the World. All right, trivia A. To research for his role, Paul Bettany went to the Royal College of Surgeons in London to learn how to use 18th century surgical instruments. Trivia B. The miniatures of the Surprise and the Acheron were built by Weta Workshops in New Zealand, who then spent five weeks filming them in action. And Trivia C. The violin scene was put in at Crow's request, as he is an accomplished violinist, having played since the age of six. So the, I, I think the first one's true because that Paul Bettany does go the extra mile. And if that is your lie, it's an excellent lie and you completely threw me off. So I would, I would happily give you the point on that. Um, I actually think B is probably the lie. The Weta minis? Yeah. Is that your committed answer? Yes. You're wrong. So, yeah, BS, a BSer. Russell Crowe did not know how to play the violin at all okay. and learned how to play the violin just to be in this movie, and he he's actually really good at it now. Well, that was a good one. Uh, um, you got me. <laughs> you got me alright so my next movie is Big starring Tom Hanks okay the skyscraper toy that was pitched in the company meeting that Tom Hanks's character rejects was actually a real Hasbro transformer that was also rejected internally at Hasbro and never made it to store shelves uh, trivia B the amusement park where Josh finds Zoltar is Playland Amusement Park, which has been operating in Rye, New York since 1928. Trivia C, Tom Hanks improvised the scene where he eats the baby corn as if it were a normal-sized corn on the cob. I'm going to go I'm going to go with A on this one. That's the lie. I'm BS proof. Ah, uh, I got one finally. I knew <laughs> you it. Got one. Yeah. Yeah, no, Hasbro never made a skyscraper transformer. What a lame transformer. I'm an action figure nerd, Ben. I did not think about that angle, and I feel like an idiot for not thinking about that angle. <laughs> You've seen every last episode of uh, that YouTube channel. Oh, yeah, and and several other similar YouTube channels. Oh, wow, yeah, what a dumb, what a dumb lie that I did. I, I beat myself <laughs> on that one. I'm just glad I finally have one. <laughs> you do, yeah, you do. So we're one-to-one -one right now, right, for guessing? Uh, for this week? Yeah. Yes. I, yeah, all right, what's your next one? All right, my next one is one of my other favorite movies, Jet Li's Fearless. 
which the reason that recording we're recording today on Thursday partially is because tomorrow is my annual day that I go in and watch Fearless with my cousin. Uh, so Jet Li's Fearless from 2006. The director's cut of this film features an entire additional subplot featuring Michelle Yao that was not shown in the American theatrical cut as the producers thought the depiction of arranged marriage would be uncomfortable for Western audiences. Trivia B. Huo Yanja, the founder of the Jin Wu school, was the deceased master that Chen Zhen, also played by Jet Li, seeks to avenge in Fist of Legend from 1994. Trivia C. The Lotus Pond scene was filmed in a lake two hours out of Shanghai, and in a lake that had no lotus. Over 200 lotus plants were airshipped from Hangzhou to ensure that they will flower during filming. And I apologize uh, for my mispronounced Chinese names. I am trying to get better, but it is difficult. All of those sound realistic, um, but I am, gosh, I don't know. I'm going to say the lie is C. I think I'm wrong, but I'll say C. The Lotus one? Yeah. You are wrong. The lie is the first one. So, you bs a BSer. Uh, the director's cut does not feature uh, a scene about arranged marriage that was removed because American audiences would find it uncomfortable. That is the 1954 movie Godzilla, in which a scene of that same kind was removed. Uh, also, there was uh, a scene... There was going to be an arc for Michelle Yao in the movie, and then they cut that one due to time. So I combined two trivias from two, two other things into one lie. Wow, that fusion got me. You you fooled me. Fooled you. <laughs> All right, my next movie is The Big Lebowski. A very popular movie, a very well-known movie. Oh yes, cult classic. Yep. Uh so a lot so trivia A, a lot of the dude's clothes in the movie were Jeff Bridges' own clothes, including his Jelly's sandals, which he still owns and uses. Trivia B, the dude says, "Man, 147 times in the movie and that's nearly one and a half times a minute <laughs> and trivia c before filming jeff bridges had never actually bowled in his life hmm. i think it's either a or c which means it's probably b <laughs> uh, i'm gonna say a i don't think sandals would last that long well according to imdb this is true <sighs> so yeah bs a bs sir that he still has those jelly sandals. And actually, uh, so the lie is C, uh, about him never bowling. I thought that was probably true, but I just didn't. Sandals lasting that long? The other thing, too, is the, uh, the dude is never seen bowling in the movie. He's just yeah, there. Oh, I knew that. Why is it? I knew <laughs> he just, that. Yeah, he just abides with his friends there. <laughs> Where I come from, that's not a nickname you self-apply. <laughs> That was a good one. All right, my final film is Hot Fuzz, my favorite Edgar Wright movie. All right, trivia A. The first draft of the script included a love interest for Nicholas. She was cut from subsequent drafts, but a good amount of her dialogue was given to Nick Frost, often without any changes. <laughs> trivia B. Nick Frost had never seen any of the classic action movies his character forced Simon Pegg's Nicholas Angel to watch in the film. And trivia C. Jim Broadbent was a big fan of Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright's Shaun of the Dead and asked them for a role in their next film. 
They wrote the part of Inspector Butterman specifically for him. I think I think B is the lie because he would have seen that stuff, I feel like. So I'm going to say B. You're correct. It is B. I'm BS proof. I thought that that would maybe be so outlandish that it would, <laughs> it would trick you. <laughs> yeah. So I, I guess I went again this week. You ain't seen Bad Boys 2. <laughs> That's a classic, man. A classic line. Yep. Uh, all right, so final movie I did was Alien, the original Alien with Scorny Weaver. Mm-hmm. All right, so this is, I'm the most proud of this, and there's actually four different trivias, trivia facts, quote unquote, in here. And I'm going to okay. do all four because I think they all go together and it's fun. Okay. Trivia A Shredded condoms were used to create the tendons of the xenomorph jaws. Trivia B Real cabbages were used to create the egg props or parts of the egg props trivia c the slime used on the xenomorph was ky jelly and the bonus the fourth trivia trivia d the front face part of the alien's costume head is made from the cast of a real human skull well a and c both of them hr geiger would be happy with (laughs) existing in the movie um, I, I think that the, the, I know there's a skull under the, the like glass carapace of its yep. head. So I know there's a skull in there. If it's cast from a, from a real human skull, you say? Yeah. Mm, I think that's the fake one. I don't think, cause I, Poltergeist got in a lot of trouble for using real bones and that came out before Alien. Hmm. Well, this was actually made from the cast of a real human skull. So, you bs a BSer. Good for you. I hope you feel good about yourself. Concern it. All right. Is it the cabbage one? Yes. Okay. That's the lie. <laughs> that was my <laughs> other one. <laughs> Real cabbages. Uh, but yeah, so the, all the other stuff's true, but they're all sort of at the same theme. I guess if they just cast it from it, they might not get in trouble. Because I know Poltergeist yeah. got in trouble for using the real bones. Yeah, this, yeah I think it was just, a, since it was just a cast, they probably, nobody cared. All right. Well, overall of our, both of our games combined, I'm at 10% success rate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, fun game, though. Uh, let us know what you thought of IMDBS. Uh, write into us, and we'll tell you how to get in touch with us later in the show, folks. Yep. That's a game that's so fun that I don't even care if I lose every time. Yeah, if if I were to have lost, I, I wouldn't have cared. We had a it was fun along the way. Yep. It was all about the friends we made along the way, Nick. <laughs> yes. All right, so that does it for IMDBS, and that brings us to the new new. New 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 new. New 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 new. Trailers, folks, we have an Adele Dezine for ya. Yeah, not all of them are very very good. Some <laughs> of them are great. We we have, we've had this pattern lately, Nick, of starting off with the most the strongest trailer of the bunch, and I think we may have done that again here. We definitely did. People may have seen this floating around. I know that I had been posting about it on my personal Instagram, but there was a trailer that came out from Marvel Phase Four, and it was sort of like a "This is where we've come from, and this is where we're going" trailer, narrated by Stan Lee, just from old audio of his. And uh, it was pretty fun, but then once it hit sort of like the the three-quarters mark, it started showing stuff from Phase 4. So we had some new footage from Black Widow, uh, just a couple little clips, you know, uh, 
Florence Pugh and, and Scarlett Johansson sitting at a table and stuff like that. We got a couple little extra scenes from Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. And then we had uh, perhaps the greatest thing, most unexpected of, of the week, was we had a couple little snippets from The Eternals. And just the look of it looks awesome. Yes, it's going to be incredible. We got Angelina Jolie. She's blonde. She's in Marvel. It's like I conjured that. It's like I I manifested that out of just pure desire. <laughs> and 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 you and you happen to have done that shortly after reading the book The Secret in yeah, Oprah's I book secreted Club. Angelina Jolie into the MCU with blonde hair. But if that wasn't enough, also Cersei is played by Gemma Chan, who is another giant crush that I have right now. Is she the really fast one in the trailer? No, that's Makari. That's uh, Makari. I don't know all the actors because there's so many, so many in in this cast so far. Uh, yeah. Like I know the dude from Train to Busan is Gilgamesh. That's fun. I love that was he's the cool guy in Train to Busan. Yeah, this I can't wait for all of this. Give me all of Phase Four. There's so many great things, and they fit. You know, tell us how they finished that trailer. What was the final logo that popped there up there? Well. I'll I'll lead up to that. So I want to. We got oh. a couple new titles and release oh, yeah. dates. Okay. So I just I, I'll bust through these real quick. Bust them. Bust them. So uh, Black Widow comes out July 9th, two thousand twenty-one. Shang Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings comes out September third, twenty twenty-one. Eternals comes out November fifth, twenty twenty-one. Spider Man No Way Home comes out December seventeenth, twenty twenty-one. Then we have Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness coming out March twenty-fifth, twenty twenty-two. Then we have Thor, Love and Thunder, coming out May 6th, 2022. Then we have a new title for Captain Marvel 2. Captain Marvel 2 is going to be called The Marvels, and that comes out November 11th, 2022. So we're going to get Ms. Marvel, we're going to get Photon. Maybe if we have some mutants by then, maybe we'll get Rogue. Maybe get a little Rogue in there. That, that's the big question on my mind. Hopefully so. That would be cool to see. Uh, then we got Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. On February 17th, 2023. Then we have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 on May 5th, 2023. Then we got Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever, which is a new name for that one, coming out July 8th, 2022. And then it ended with a little logo of the Fantastic Four without a release date, but assuming it's going to be in Phase 4, that they'll start filming next year, so we might be getting casting news soon for Fantastic Four. Oh, I I want anything they can give me. Just give, just tell me anything, anything at all. Yeah, just just tell us. Just let it, let us breathe in the air of knowledge about Fantastic Four. Uh, and with Fantastic Four, we're gonna usher in some of the greatest villains in the Marvel universe. Yeah, like, give me that Annihilus, Kang the Conqueror, all this great stuff. Doctor uh, Doom, the best of all. Yes, Doctor Doom, and uh, Galactus, uh, Celestials. Mm-hmm. And uh, Silver Surfer, maybe. Oh, please, can't wait. Please, all it. of it. <laughs> all right, so go check that trailer out. Next up, here we have a trailer for Arcane. Yeah, this is an animated event on Netflix, so it's a miniseries. Uh, and it's based on League of Legends, which I've never played or I don't know anything about it, but I can tell you that the animation for Arcane is very cool and it makes me want to watch it. Yes, um... I felt the exact same. I've, I don't really have any connection to League of Legends, but this animation looks good, and uh, it's a popular thing, so it, there must be something to it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to check this out. 
Yeah, the plot synopsis is just set in utopian Piltover and the oppressed underground of Zaun. The story follows the origins of two iconic league champions and the power that will tear them apart. So I, I guess there's only two league characters in this and everyone else is just sort of a non. I don't know how they're going to do this. Yeah, I don't know. Also, uh, it just jumped into my head, but Lauren Ridloff is playing Makari on Eternals. <laughs> I don't. I, I couldn't think of it before, so I, I, but I, I thought of it now. It just popped in there. Well, it don't count. We'll pass that part. It don't count. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, all right. So that's uh, so Arcane is. Uh, is that a full length thing, or is it going to be like a short, like that uh, Overwatch stuff? I think it's going to be like full length, half hour episodes, and I think there's probably going to be like eight or eight or nine of them. Okay. All right. All right, so then next up we have 1899. This is the very definition of a teaser trailer. All they show you is a boat with some dialogue overlaid. And it says, Multinational immigrants traveling from the old continent to the new encounter a nightmarish riddle aboard a a second ship adrift on the open sea. I have zero hope for this. Uh, And you want to know why? Why is that? Because the people who made Dark on Netflix are making this. And I hated Dark about as much as I hated the OA, which is to say a lot. And so I don't care anything about this. I never saw Dark or the OA. Uh, I I know that the OA stars Brent Marling, who is in Another Earth, which is a movie I love. But that does not mean all of her works are good. I don't know. I like old boats, though. So I'm sort of intrigued by this. Old boats. Old Ironsides. I love a good old boat story. Well, we'll see. If you check this out, let me know. I probably still won't watch it. Even with a good recommendation, I probably won't watch it. I need a real trailer to know what's going on here. Yeah, for sure. All right, so next up, we have a trailer for Awake. And this is a very interesting concept, I I thought. Yeah, this is a Netflix series movie. I think it's a movie. It says, after a devastating global event wipes out all electronics and eliminated people's ability to sleep, a former soldier may have found a solution with her daughter. Now, this to me, uh, it's a good trailer, but it's a, it's such a combination of other things. So Rooster Teeth made that series on, on their site, which was, I think, called The Fifth Day. And that was about people who couldn't sleep. And it was sort of like a, people were dying from being awake. It was sort of the same exact thing as this. And then all of a sudden in this trailer, there's like a girl who can sleep. And so then there's the people that are protecting her and the people that want to cut her open and find out why. And that's just The Last of Us. So it's it's kind of just a combination of stuff. So I actually thought of some combination stuff immediately as well. So I said it was like a combination of children of men. Because you have this young person who's like the key to saving everybody. Yep. And, And then the old NBC show Revolution. I thought of that while I was watching it, but I couldn't think of the name of the show. Yeah, so that's the show where all the electronics go out, and uh, the bad guy is uh, Giancarlo. Yeah, in a role that was beneath him. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, he's a pretty bad guy in that. So, so yeah, this is just a mixture of a lot of things, but it's interesting. I've never seen the two together, the two like uh, plot points put together. Can't sleep and electronics are gone. Yeah, so it, I don't know. It might be good, but it might be too derivative. So it depends. Sometimes something can be derivative and still be good. That's true. That's true. Uh, oh, but <laughs> this reminded me of the longest uh, time I ever stayed awake, which was during the PS3 launch. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I didn't sleep for like 
like over 30 hours and uh i i didn't understand reality like i had somebody had said that somebody had sold a ps3 on ebay for twenty three thousand dollars, and i thought i'd missed my chance <laughs> and so i like cried because <laughs> i because i was gonna sell it but i did i didn't sell it for twenty three thousand dollars, and i thought i'd failed my family which is ridiculous but you know when you're when you stay up that long you don't have logic and reason at your disposal you're never a failure for not being a scalper. That's true. Back in the day, uh, I ended up selling it to a radio station in town. I actually sold it for about two grand. And I bought a laptop and a Wii. <laughs> That's very funny that you bought a different console. Yep. I didn't I didn't care about the PS3. So sorry I was a scalper. I haven't done that since. You know, give me a break because I was like a college. I, I was right out of college, okay? I'll let it go this one time, but only because you suffered for it. Oh, I did suffer. That's awful. Okay, so next trailer we have here is uh, A Quiet Place Part 2. This is even less of a trailer than the last one, I thought. Yeah, I feel like this is only to remind people that this is still coming out. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. This movie was supposed to have come out last June, I think, or last May, and obviously it couldn't. It's not the movie's fault. I thought it had come out on VOD or something, so I was a little surprised to see that it wasn't out yet. It's just a follow-up to The Quiet Place. There's going to be some flashbacks with John Krasinski. John Krasinski's back to direct again. Emily Blunt's the main character. We got uh, Killian Murphy in it this time, and Juman Hansu, who, if he was in the first season, I don't remember. Or the first episode, first movie, I don't remember. Yeah, I like the first one. It was one of the rare theater experiences I had at a Marcus Theater in Wisconsin where people didn't talk, which... I was surprised because this is a really quiet movie, so I assumed it would be the worst experience of all time when I went, but no one talked the whole time, so it was pretty great. Uh, My my thesis after watching this was I wish those monsters were real and they lived in movie theaters. (laughs) Yeah, I think... um... I think I watched this on a plane, or the the first one I watched on a plane, and I imagine I will end up seeing this one also on a plane. I'll watch, I don't know if I'll go to the theater for this or if I'll just get it. I don't have the first one, but it'll be on HBO, though. But I might go see it in the theater, because I have that new theater that I like, the Westbound Oh, that's one. right. That's right. Uh, okay, so then we have a trailer for Stranger Things Season 4, very teasery. Yeah, this is just just shots of the uh, underground base where they made Eleven or whatever, uh, the experimental lab where Matthew Modine works. And it's showing, like, clips of different things that went on there, experiments or whatever with the kids, and then it, it shows slowly, it's, it sort of zooms into the door that says 11 on it. Uh, the, your note here, I mean, I, I do agree with it, that, it's, that it seems more like a season one trailer almost. Yeah, it's, there's nothing that would make me think this was for season four, because I know all, I, don't I know everything from this like, they kept her there, and she broke out, and I'm like, what is there to tell anymore? I wish this show was an anthology. I've said this a million times. I wish this was an anthology show and not, like, consistent storyline. I would. I think I, I think I agree with you. In fact, I do agree with you. Like, season two is so bad. Season two is, yeah, like, what happened there, man? Because they, cause they get back to that good good in season three. Yeah, I enjoyed season three. Season three was fun. Yeah, but I just can you 
can you imagine if they would think of new like these guys are obviously very good filmmakers or whatever but they could think of new stories instead of rehashing the same sort of thing over and over and yeah. uh just world build man just world build it's getting into the problem of fan favorite characters and stuff like because season three is old enough where i can talk about the end so it looks like at the end of season three of Stranger Things that Hopper gets killed in an explosion in the Russian underground thing, you know? Yeah. I didn't even flinch because I didn't believe it. It was the same thing that happened in Rise of Skywalker when they make you think that Chewbacca died. I didn't I didn't I had no faith in their commitment to it, so I didn't believe in it at all. So I just I had no reaction and no emotion to it because I was like, Okay, now do the reveal that he's not and that was in the, the next trailer or whatever that he was still alive. So it's just, I don't, I don't, I'm not excited for it. I, if it was an anthology series, it would have different stakes to me, I think. Yeah, I don't know if it'd be as popular if it was an anthology series, but I think we would appreciate it more. I think it's popular, but not in a good way. Yeah, I think maybe it's popular so. in a, in a, in a kind of late stage lost way where it's like everyone just wants to watch for the fan favorite characters. How many more seasons do you think this has has left in it? I'm surprised there's four with Netflix. They cancel everything. That's true. I don't. I don't want them to go beyond five. I think. I think even five is probably gonna be too much. I. I think for drama shows, five is the number that you should do, and you should almost never go beyond five. I. I, I think that's fair. Okay, so then we have a trailer for The Misfits. Yeah. So this is an action movie. Uh, it's not a Saban movie, although it definitely has Saban energy. Big Saban energy. BSE. <laughs> BSE, Big Saban. <laughs> that is the episode title. Uh, <laughs> after being recruited by a group of unconventional thieves, renowned criminal Richard Pace finds himself caught up in an elaborate gold heist that promises to have far-reaching implications in his life and the lives of countless others. And this stars Jamie Chung, Pierce Brosnan, and Tim Roth. And the trailer stars as many bass drops as they could fit. <laughs> yeah, they really dropped. It's like they dropped a bunch of bass guitars down a flight of stairs. Ooh. <laughs> this, I think this is beneath Pierce Brosnan. Do you agree? I kind of think this is the level that he's at now. Okay, okay, okay. I did have to remind myself he was in that James Bond movie... Uh, the one where he like like parachutes on the ice. It's the Halle the Berry ice. one. Yeah, the Halle. God, it is one of the. It might be the worst Bond movie ever made. Is it Die Another Day? I think it is Die Another Day. Yeah. Is it? And there's uh, there's a, he's all, there's also one where a chopper is going down an alleyway and it's like chopping up all the wood of this like alleyway of these shanties or whatever and it's still aloft the the rotors haven't broken and they're like running from it like this is the stupidest this is what this might be the stupidest thing i've ever seen yeah i didn't like that the heli berry bond movie uh he gets captured and they trade for him at the beginning it's kind of like the exact opposite of what he should be doing uh i like pierce brosnan and sometimes he's still in good things like he's in world's end the uh the third cornetto movie from edgar wright that was great but this i feel like is a is a mid-level uh actor movie so like tim roth and jamie chung who played blink on the x-men show that was on fox uh what was that called gifted uh i don't know jamie chung was uh, was blink in some x-men thing 
All I can think of is the is New Mutants, but that was a movie. This was the show. It had yeah. Amy Acker in it. Yeah. Blink. Yeah. The show that nobody asked for or yeah, wanted. Yeah, and, and got canceled swiftly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this movie, it's got Saban energy. It's just a sort of a, a cheapo action movie. Yeah, I I won't see this. No, for sure. I have no interest in this. Uh, all right, so then we have a trailer for Blue Miracle based on a true story. Yes. So this is to save their cash-strapped orphanage, a guardian and his kids partner with a washed-up boat captain for a chance to win a lucrative fishing competition. And this stars Dennis Quaid as Harrison Ford. <laughs> a man who probably should have retired a while back. Yeah, I mean, his brother went insane, and uh, he should have just maybe retired as well. But yeah, so Dennis Quaid in this movie, he's he's turning into Harrison Ford. He talks just like old Harrison Ford. He kind of looks like if Clive Owen and Harrison Ford had a son. Who then got old. Who then got old. <laughs> This movie also has Bruce McGill, who has not aged. He was in he's in Elizabethtown, Cameron Crow movie from 2005 that I love, uh, and he looks exactly the same in that movie as he does in this. So he might be a vampire. He's just not a very famous actor, so no one noticed. And then, uh, yeah, so there's a bunch of bunch of kids and uh, and Dennis Quaid. This looks pretty wholesome, and I think if I had to wrap this up and su- summarize this in my own words, in my mine own words, Nick, I would say it's not about the marlin that you reel in. It's about the friends you make along the way. That's very good, and it's it's going to give me a hard time choosing the title for the episode, but I still think it's going to be Big <laughs> Savannah Energy. <laughs> <laughs> The friends we made along the way with our big Saban energy. <laughs> the Marlins we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so many to choose from here, folks. Uh, here are yeah. the dumb dudes. Looks wholesome, but probably this one will miss me. Yeah, I'll, I won't see this. Okay, then we have a Red Band trailer for something called Hacks. I think this is a movie. Hacks. It's an HBO Max original movie, so it's going to be straight to HBO. It's, uh, it explores a dark mentorship that forms between Deborah Vance, a legendary Las Vegas comedian, and an entitled outcast 25-year-old. And this stars Gene Smart, who rules. Yes, I like Gene Smart. And I'm trying to think, when I was watching this trailer, I was like, what do I... I mean, she's been in a ton of stuff that I that I have seen. But what is the definitive thing in my mind that Gene Smart is from? Did you think of it? No. For me, it's, it's Fargo season two. She was so good in season two of Fargo. She's also in Legion. She's in... Let's see some of the stuff she's in here. She, she's in Designing Women, and I wonder if it's that. Uh, yeah, she's in a lot of stuff. <laughs> she's in that Mare of Easttown show. Uh, Mad About You. The Watchmen TV show she was in. She was uh, she was uh, Silk Spectre in, in the Watchmen show. Oh, maybe. Is it Mad About You? I don't know. She's a great actress. Yeah, Jean Smart rules. She's in all of uh, Noah Hawley's stuff now, so... But yeah, season two of Fargo, she's she's like the the crime syndicate mother, and she's really good. She she's an Emmy award winning actress. She rules. She got a great voice. Uh, all right, so uh, hacks. Um, it's not it's not my kind of thing. I probably won't watch it, even though I'm sure Gene Smart's great in it. I might get around to this, even though I don't like stand up comedy, so it's sort of outside my interest zone. But the movie looked good. Yeah. Uh, all right, so then next up we have Heels, a wrestling a movie starring 
Uh, Stephen Amell. Yes. Uh, the plot of this one is two brothers and rivals, one a villain or heel in the ring, the other a hero or face, war over their late father's wrestling promotion vying for national attention in small town Georgia. They don't use the term babyface in the trailer. They use hero in the trailer, I guess because the your average American doesn't know what a babyface is. Yeah, they say babyface in the description on IMDb, but that's not official, so who knows. There's a... Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin has a podcast and he once had Jake the Snake on there and uh, <laughs> Stone Cold asked him like this point of his career he said now at this point was you a heel or a baby and Jake, <laughs> Jake the Snake said yeah I was baby facing I was baby facing I was baby facing God, oh, and, I just, it's, and for whatever reason I think about that all the, all the time Jake the Snake yeah I was baby facing I remember when I was a kid, my cousin John had a Jake the Snake action figure, and he had the little snake around his shoulder. Oh, I had that action figure too, dude. Those are those are original. I, I I've watched the uh, the toys that made us on Netflix. I watched the wrestling one. It was fascinating, and I had those those original uh, WWE figures. Man, they, they with the actions. Each of them had an action. Oh, mm-hmm. those are great. Yep. So this one, um, oh, interesting tidbit here. I'll, I actually probably will, will watch this just because I'm into wrestling. But mm-hmm. Stephen Amell has had several appearances in WWE where he like he you know he gets sort of uh, there's some conflict there between between he and some wrestlers. So I think that he's had an interest in wrestling for a long time because this was years ago when he did stuff with the WWE. Yeah, I can see that. I think I remember hearing some stuff about him doing that, and uh, it makes sense. He's like a strong, strong, good-looking dude, so seems like he would he would fit right in there and this this movie looks like he's having fun with it yeah for sure i i think i may check this out it did i don't remember what it was coming out on though oh i i don't remember either um maybe google it folks yeah maybe robot voice will tell you (laughs) yeah thanks robot voice it's going to premiere on stars so good luck actually seeing it okay the 11th trailer that we have here is a red band trailer for halston this is another Ryan Murphy uh, Netflix show. This one is wasting the time of Ewan McGregor, who should not be in this because I don't want this to exist because I can't stand Ryan Murphy shows. Um, there was another Ryan Murphy show that we talked about earlier that we said we weren't going to watch. Or th- Do you remember what it was? Uh, there's been like three so far. Hollywood? Or was it ho- called yeah, Hollywood? Yeah, Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's it, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I w- I don't care about this. And honestly, th- the reason I say that I don't care about anything that Ewan McGregor does that is not Obi Wan. Ewan McGregor is in several good non Obi Wan things. He's I didn't. In... I, I, I I'm not disagreeing there. I'm just saying until Obi Wan is made, that I want you to focus on that. <laughs> I, I I agree with that. Uh, he's filming Obi Wan now. Uh, but if you want if you want other Ewan McGregor things, he's in season three of Fargo, which is great. He plays two characters. Uh, they don't even seem like he's playing two characters. He's so good at it. And then Moulin Rouge, great musical. And the then, Island. Uh, the Island, which is a great action movie with Scarlett Johansson. I love that movie. Also, it is a it is a ripoff of a really bad movie called Parts the Clonus Horror, on, uh, which is a mystery science theater movie. It's that level of, of bad with Raul Julia. And it's complete plagiarism, and, and they sued them a bunch of times, and they kept losing, even though it's extremely, extremely evident by watching it that it's just full plagiarism. 
Okay, this is, I've never heard this. This is fascinating. And now I have to see this Mystery Science 3000. I think that one's on YouTube, so you can watch it. But it's fully a ripoff. Uh, the island is fully a ripoff of parts of the Clone Oh, I'm texting you later to get that, the name of that again, because I will forget it. <laughs> I'll send it to you. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, so yeah, so we don't care about this because we want, we want that sweet, sweet Obi-Wan. <laughs> because of Obi-Wan. <laughs> I drink your Obi-Wan from across the room. Uh, all right. The uh, Adele DeZinth trailer that we have here is The Amusement Park. Who, how did we get this? Where did you see this? Uh, Jay sent this to me. And to no I was surprise. Gonna, that was going yeah, to be my next question. <laughs> yep. In 1973, George Romero directed a film that was thought to be lost. And it was this movie called The Amusement Park, which he sort of considered to be like one of his best movies, and he was really upset that he lost it. But anyway, uh, they've found it and restored it in in 4K because they they found the film, and it actually looks really. It's a horror movie, but it it seems like it's really high cerebral horror movie. You know, like uh, like existential horror movie, like Annihilation type vibes. You know. Yes, uh, you know me, how I don't like horror movies, but I was kind of enraptured by this trailer. Yeah, me too. It's it's extreme, like, just being from 1973, the film grain almost has that old folk horror vibe, like uh, The Wicker Man with Christopher Lee. It just, it seems creepy like that, and the concept is, is sort of existential. You're in, like, you can suddenly you be in this carnival or something. And it's sort of like the elevator game, you know, where you, you go through the door and you're in a, in the wrong universe. Something weird like that. And there's like doppelgangers. like So it's got like Twin, Peak, Twin Peaks vibes and stuff. And I just yeah, really want to like, watch this. Yeah, you have like a beaten up version of a dude telling himself who's a normal, you know, a fight, like warning him and him ignoring him. And it's just, uh-huh. it's yeah, cerebral is a good word there. Uh, I will say before I knew this was a restoration... Uh, about a third through the trailer, I go, God, the the effect that they did to make this look old like the 70s is so good. It's like, I mean, it's I, I've never seen something quite so good. And then when it goes like, as a restoration, I was like, oh, it, it, it's actual footage from the 70s. Okay, <laughs> yep, that yep. makes sense. <laughs> I love I, lo- I love the concept of lost films. There's a, there's a movie, a Lon Chaney movie called London After Midnight. And the only thing that they have from it is one still and the still is so creepy looking that it's it's like i really want to watch this movie it's a vampire movie i want to see it so bad but i can't because it's lost oh man what a tease a creepy frame and that's all you get what a tease he's got like this scariest looking outfit um it's so cool oh man man i think in the berenstein bears universe you could watch it yeah in the berenstein bears universe you could watch london after midnight on 4k because it's a it's full film yeah so the I'm gonna try to watch this amusement park. I'm I'm curious about this for sure. Yeah, I want to see this. I'll I'll find a way. Yeah, life uh, uh finds finds a way. A way. Uh, all right, so that's all the new new trailers, and that brings us to the trailer mailers. You've got mail. Yep. So if you'll remember last week for the question times, we asked if you had to pick up the mantle for a retiring superhero and become the next iteration, who would it be and why? Robo says. I would want to take up the mantle of Iron Man. So much good can be done with his tech, and who wouldn't want a suit of armor made of nanobots? Uh, I agree with you, Robo. I would love me some nanobots. So Missy said, 
Thor. I want that hammer. I'd rather and I'd rather do big jumps than fly. And I want to teleport on rainbows. <laughs> the I think all of these are very valid answers, and I think doing big jumps would be really fun. Yeah, Thor Thor has a good time. He's cosmic, so he can go wherever he wants. He's very strong. His friends are fun. He's he's smart. He's nice. I love Thor, so that's a good one. I don't uh, think he has to wear sunscreen either. No, he doesn't. He's in space. He's got that god skin. Mm-hmm. Ben Mayo, the other Ben, said, I thought about it. Didn't want to say one of the things that came to my mind first, but I ended up picking it. Spider-Man. I do like his powers, but I picked him because of his personality and ideals. I wanted to pick a character I could see myself living up to. Someone flawed who makes mistakes, but with the ideals that match with mine more. Why wouldn't I, or why I wouldn't pick someone like Punisher or Deadpool? Also, Ick Deadpool. <laughs> Spider-Man is someone who I think could live up to the name, or I think I could live up to the name of, without being wrecked by the stress of filling my predecessor's shoes. Sounds like I have a low opinion, but that's just the opposite. I respect Peter Parker's constant battle with himself, which is harder for him than any battle with his adversaries. Adversaries, even. Uh, that's a good answer, I think. Uh, and as we learned from Into the Spider-Verse, anyone can put the mask on. I have also I have uh, fantasized about being Spider-Man when I'm whenever I'm in a very large metro area downtown with lots of tall buildings. Who doesn't fantasize about being Spider-Man? Come on. Oh yeah, especially if you if you get to hang out with red-haired Kirsten Dunst in 2002. That was all about that. Nick was all about red-haired Kirsten Dunst in 2002. Let me tell you that. How funny. 2002. Yeah, that was a that was a very important Kirsten Dunst movie for me. <laughs> I can't even remember who I was into at that point uh, in Hollywood. No idea. All right, so Bridget said Scarlet Witch, but a mentally healthy Scarlet Witch. Uh, being able to alter reality would be amazing. Yes, it definitely would. I like that she put in the mentally healthy part because, you know, Scarlet Witch has some issues. I want to, like, walk outside and pick up a rock and then alter the reality to make it a donut, like a filled donut. <laughs> yeah, but what if it's only an illusion and you're still eating rocks? That'd be a rude awakening, wouldn't it? It would. Uh, Jay said he would choose Thor, so it's the second one for Thor, because I feel he is the only one who could pull off an intro song every time, and it could change each time. Well, he's not wrong. Thor even pulled off the same intro song twice in the same movie, and it was this, it was even more exciting the second time. <laughs> you, no lies detected. Uh, we, I mean, who hasn't fantasized about having their own intro music and, and looking awesome? Yeah, I would like. I, I believe I deserve a theme. If you could make your eyes light up, that'd be cool. I can. I just don't want to. <laughs> it's like, um, how do you how do you know unicorns don't exist? Um, just because you haven't seen one doesn't mean that they're not out there. That's true. Kevin said, as much as I am staunchly a Marvel fan over DC, especially with how bad the live action movie release was for. Uh, this hero, Green Lantern, uh, he chose Green Lantern. Superpowers influenced by and limited to one's own imagination and emotions is just too appealing as a creator artist. Uh, Kevin, I like your answer there, sir. And so would Elaine, who said, also Green Lantern. He was my favorite character in Justice League Unlimited. I want the power of that ring. It's basically a catch-all, and I can say the oath in Brightest Day and Blackest Night. 
uh, I can't finish it. So if if there's more, I don't know it. Uh, I think that's a good answer, and I would like to see someone more creative be Green Lantern because he's always making like a big fist. It's like you can do anything with that, can't you? Make something else. Yeah, like a mini gun and a fist is sort of basic, man. Yeah, come up with something really out there. Make make the make the Chrono Scepter. Kevin and Elaine, I need you to tell me one thing you would make with your Green Lantern ring more interesting than a fist or a minigun. So you have to you're the only ones that get homework on your on your answers. <laughs> you make a giant poo stick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't do that cuz Ben already picked it. Yeah, you can't do that one. And you can't say Chrono Scepter either, which I want to I want to say we've probably mentioned the Chrono Scepter at least twice in this in this podcast before. Yes, I think we have. Not the I think you've brought it up in several questions times. Yeah. Uh, isn't it funny how something hits, uh, like when you're a, like a young teenager, stuff that just sticks with you? Yeah, like uh, 2002 red-haired Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> yep. Or one of the upper echelon weapons in an N64 game called Turok. Mm-hmm. Those, are, by the way, those are probably around the same time, weren't they? Uh no, because in high school we had we had Dreamcast, so it would have been when we were in our high when we were in high school. Or, yeah. I'm really bad at placing video game consoles in the timeline because Gosh. I didn't have any as a kid. Yeah, I'm bad. I had them as a kid, and I'm still bad at it. So, uh, all right. Well, if if someone wants to write into us this week, I don't know what they'd write into us for. Maybe they want to give us an IMDBS. They want to do that, or if Kevin and Elaine want to tell me what they're making with their rings, they can email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail they can follow us on Instagram at Trailerblazers Podcast, which is what I recommend doing. They can uh, follow us on Twitter for episode updates at Trailer underscore Blazers. And you can, uh, if you're feeling real generous, you can go on to Apple Podcasts and you can rate and review us. But only if you leave us a five-star rating and review will this happen from Quick Mickey. We're just going to get together and we're going to do this. Uh, let me start off a couple. If you love us, yeah, baby. If you leave us the five star writing, then guess what's gonna happen? We're just gonna invent us a ring, baby. And uh, but it's <clears throat> we're not gonna be called. We're gonna be tell. I tell you what, we're gonna be called the blue flashlights, cause of intellectual property law. And I don't want to be sued like that. Like that sued drive, okay? Because that's just. That's a nit. She's a ninny. I don't want to call names, but that lady's a ninny. Okay, so we're going to have these rings. The blue flashlights, buddy, we's a team. And we're going to have those rings. And we got to figure that out. We got to be smart. Like those Imagineers with the new lightsabers. You got to be creative. But I trust that if you live a five-star writing for us, then you're a creative person. And you can come up with the ring idea. That is a tip. Thank you, Quick Mickey, for that yet again effervescent, resplendent, and reticulated tip. Uh, for the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I should have been an anthology series because I'm I'm really phoning it in at this point. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Ben Moon, a man with big Saban energy. Happy Trailsers.
Welcome back to the vid yo games. One quarter portion of the show, folks. Me and Nick have not played a single video game, nary a video game. No, I'm uh, I'm barely a video gamist to begin with, but I'm on a dry spell right now. Jess has been playing Returnal nonstop, so she's liking oh. that game. Oh, she's liking it. Yeah, she's pretty into it. Uh, I made a decision today. Do you want to hear my decision? Yes, tell me. So we are going to move in the summer, and I'm going to have uh, an office that's like separated from the house, uh-huh. but it's going to have enough space where I can put a a driving simulator in it. And what I mean by that is, you buy the stand that you sit like the the seat the seat and and the and everything, and then you buy the pedals and wheels separately. I'm just going to get a Logitech G923 for anybody that is curious. That's not that expensive for what it is. And I'm going to put it on that stand in that seat. So you'll literally sit in like a, a, a bucket seat, like a racing car bucket seat and you'll have pedals and everything. And then I'll have a nice monitor there and it'll be really fun, I think. And, I, and so it's going to be my garage office simulator area. It's going to be really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. You should do that. Yeah. I'm going to do it. So I got to save up. Cause I mean, when you talk about the wheel and pedals and the stand and all that, you know, I can, Gonna have to save up a little bit, probably. Yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, we got a little bit of industry news here. Where this first piece of news, I didn't know until you put this on here. Yeah. So Jay sent me this as oh, well. Gotcha. And uh, it's it's Sony is looking to integrate Discord into into the PS5 and and PS4, I believe, as well. So Discord is a, a very popular messaging slash sort of social media esque thing that i have an account for but have not opened since i stopped playing overwatch so discord is the thing that people try and get me to join and i never do i i am not very active in discord either i'm in several i i never really chime in it's just not something i use i'm too old for for these things these new (laughs) things (laughs) yeah i feel like let's just get together and have a beer and and play dungeons and dragons or something you know yeah yeah i don't want to I don't want to. I don't want to do this. So I, I, you can integrate it all you want. It's not going to affect my life. <laughs> We're immune to your discords. <laughs> We're too old. <laughs> <laughs> too old to begin the training. Uh, the oh, so this has uh, been rumored, but also uh, Dice has sort of been playing along with these rumors. But we should be getting a trailer for Battlefield Six very soon, like b- before the end of May. Do you think we'll get that before the Eternals trailer? I uh, 100% do. Yep. Uh, I I think we'll probably have this trailer in the next two weeks. Um, just the way that the way that Battlefield uh, Twitter account has been acting and and all that. So expect that very soon. I this is going to be we think back to modern day. And so I'm very interested. I didn't play Battlefield Five because I don't want to go back to World War II. I've played it a million times. I'm not interested, even if it's Battlefield. And you're like, but Ben, it's Battlefield. No, no. I, I I have played World War II games enough to last a lifetime. I can die a happy man without playing another one. I'm just fine. So this come back to modern day. I'll get back in it. I love Battlefield. I've been playing Battlefield since 1942. Okay, I love Battlefield. I'm real good at it too. And I want you've been playing uh, since 1942. You're way too old for Discord. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then I shared something with you this week um, that was pretty incredible, man. I'd say, don't you think? This is one of the coolest things I've seen that won't ever 
come to me in any way. You know, that, that's the sad part about this whole thing. So, uh, on the internet, it was posted. I don't know if this is old, but we just found out about this. This guy, one guy, created a a small sized video game with a with an Unreal Engine, and uh, he had a guy do the music. But but basically, he created everything, and it is the 1989 Batman game. The game. It looks just like uh, Beetlejuice. What's his name? Uh, Michael uh, Keaton, uh, Keaton and looks, Tim Burton. Yeah, it looks just like Michael Keaton in this. Batmobile's the same. Gotham City. I don't know how he did it, y'all. He captured that look and feel of Gotham City perfectly to such a degree that I go that I watch this and, and was like, I want to go to there. I want to play this in VR. I want to be in that world. I can't believe how good the just how it looks when he walks around and his cape moves and yeah. everything about it is cool looking. Yeah, it's really awesome. Um, so definitely check this out. I don't know if we have a link to this or not. We can probably, I'll we can provide just, one. Yeah, okay. I'll find. I'll put, I'll put a link uh, in there. Unfortunately, the video was hit with a copyright strike, and I cannot link it. So impressive, but but not only is it just impressive visually, but you're like, I want to play this. Like, when can I play this? <laughs> yeah, this looks. This looks really good, and I wish it was a full game. Yeah. But alas, we'll have to just be sad and just watch the YouTube video. Um, all right, so that is all the industry news, and we have two video game trailers. Yeah, our first one is just another Dark Souls clone called Blood of Heroes that is going into beta. I have very little to say about this. It's another Souls game where you're like going up a tower fighting dudes. Graphically, this looks like a late-stage PS4 game. Yes, yeah, it does not look next gen. It does not look next gen, uh, but yeah, it looks like a yeah Souls clone. So I I wasn't really interested at all. No, me neither. Nothing. Right, so check it out if you want to. If you're into the Souls games, you you might be into this. Um, I don't know. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're done with it. I'm done with that. You know, I like the Souls games for what they were, and now I'm done. We've played them enough. <laughs> it's played out. Give me something new. I'm just so bad at them. It's it's just that I'm so bad. Well, we all know the bad experience I had with trying to play uh, Blood, whatever. I want, I want to say Bloodsport. It's it's definitely not Bloodsport. Uh, what the heck's it called? That it's like Souls, but it's Blood. Oh, the 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 the, the PS Lovecraft the, one. Yeah, you know the one I'm talking about. Who cares? <laughs> Google it. Just you know, Google it. All right, so this next trailer we have here is... I thought this was actually a pretty good trailer, but it's for Biomutant. Uh, this, they called this the May the 1st trailer. But uh, this is a new trailer for Biomutant. And you know, this might just be fun. This looks like a Jess game. Uh, she said she wanted to play it when we were watching it. She, she goes, this is probably my next favorite game. And then uh, <laughs> it has sort of like Borderlands Fallout sort of combined vibes. Really sort of Borderlands-esque in the way that they present it, and she plays Borderlands constantly. Yeah, I think you're right. You you definitely have something there, and there look there looks like there might be some good character relationships, some like parent uh, child type of relationship going on that looks good. Yeah, it looks. I don't know. It looks interesting. It's the aesthetics are fun. The design is fun. Looks like it'll probably be good. I, I'm sure that I'll own this because Jess already said she wants to play it. So yeah. I may end up playing this too if it. I, I might be in the mood for this when it comes out. You know, it, I think May twenty fifth is when it's coming out. Was that is it that close already? 
Yeah, I, I want to say it's that close. I'm almost positive that's the date I saw on this. Wow. Wow. Oh, wow. But uh, that's uh, that's all we got for the Vigi Games portion, unless you got anything else. I got nothing. For Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I'm too old for Discord. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Ben Moon, and I'm too old for a Souls clone game. I don't want that happy Trailsers. Ghostbusters, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs>I have uh, fantasized about Armageddon. Who doesn't fantasize about Armageddon?